Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry B. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Today, I just wanted to talk about the name,、uh, Practical Missions Cohort. If you've been following us for any period of time, you have realized、um, the website that we've kept called practicalmissions.com. And that started, I think,、uh, maybe back in 2014. It's a way for us here on the mission field, my wife and I, to share with our supporters and other people who are involved in our ministry、uh, a little bit of the action here on the field. So that way they could see different blog posts from us, photos, videos. Uh, even hear messages that I have given in English,、uh, and then songs that we sing in Italian,、uh, a variety of things like that. And it came、uh, in handy to have our own little website、uh, to be able to、uh, connect our supporters to the work here in Italy. Because、uh, at the time, the, the mission we were with, unfortunately, the website quite outdated and we just weren't even on there,、uh, that kind of thing.、Uh, so we created our own little avenue. And,、uh, but at that time, we chose the name practicalmissions.com just to not have our own name like Shrek. Blog post or something like that.、Um, <clears throat> and practicalmissions.com came to mind because at the time, during my church plant training studies with a seasoned、uh, church planting missionary in Italy, a brilliant guy, he had me read a guy,、uh, one of the books I had to read, and there was about, I don't know, 30 of them, was a, a work by, a famous work by Jonathan Edwards called、uh, Religious Affections. And、uh, today it's one of my favorite books of all time, and I recommend it to every Christian, a must read. Uh, but at the beginning, when I was reading it, it was actually one of the most challenging books I've ever read. And still to today, probably one of the most challenging books that I've ever read. Even more challenging than you know, large systematic theology texts, which I've read a couple, <clears throat> and other theological texts, which are pretty clearly laid out and informative. And you take in the information, leave aside what you don't need for now, but know where to go when you need to come back to it later.、Uh, but this was just so deep, Jonathan Edwards, this text, The、uh, Religious Affections. It blew my mind. It was just beyond my capacity at the time. And I remember reading it and just trying to decipher what is he really trying to say? If he's so smart, why does he make it so complicated? These kinds of things. And till today, I've still never seen anybody else who can fill an entire page with one sentence.、Uh, about 10 or 15 different semicolons, colons, periods, commas. You know, it's unbelievable how he can really drag out and make complicated an argument, a topic.、Uh, but at the same time, he's absolutely brilliant, and the, the book is worth. Anybody, any Christian should read it. And in fact, after reading the book and concluding, you know, having had my own heart really pricked while reading it by the Holy Spirit, eyes open to a whole new understanding of what it means to、uh, be born again and what true religion is, which is Jesus Christ,、uh, and things that one is capable of doing without actually being born again,、uh, I realized if every person on the planet would read, every Christian on the planet would read that book. Uh, I'm scared that we would find we would have half as many Christians on the planet. Like, you would discover while reading that I thought I was Christian, but I'm actually, I don't know if I am or not.、Uh, really, really good text. Religious affections. So, anyway, back to the name, the name which、uh, came about for our personal website, practicalmissions.com. It came because I read that text, and it was one of the hardest things, still to today, one of the hardest things I've ever read. But absolutely worth it. Changed my life forever. Phenomenal. Fundamental book for every Christian, but also for missions work, church planning especially. 
<clears throat> and um, at the end of the book, then I, I wanted to just pick up something light, a personal read. And I picked up a book by Arthur W. Pink called Practical Mission, or no, Practical Christianity. Hmm. Practical Christianity, the text, which isn't actually a book. I think it's just a, a series of uh, articles and writings or short books that he's written, and they kind of put it together into one and called it Practical Christianity. Um, but the first chapter of that book uh, touches on the, ex- the same topic that Jonathan Edwards touches on in Religious Affections, which is a uh, you know, a fairly thick book, maybe two inches, inch and a half, something like that, dense. And in one chapter, I felt Jonathan, or, uh, Arthur Pink had said everything Jonathan Edwards said in an entire book, just in one chapter. In a clear, using the Bible approach, unfolding it also, it's very easy to understand. And I thought, that is absolutely brilliant. This guy's phenomenal. I already liked him before, now I like him a little bit more. Arthur Pink just made it real clear, real easy in a, in a short amount of time. Not to say that the other book is not worth the read, because obviously it is. I already mentioned that ten times. Uh, but having gone through that experience, and the next thing I pick up is this book called Practical Christianity. I thought, wow, I wonder if anybody out there has thought of the name like Practical Missions for anything. Like, There's a lot of practical ways to go about doing missions, and at the same time, there's nothing practical about missions at all. It's a good little name. Uh, so we gave our personal website that name, practicalmissions.com. Nobody else had it at the time. <clears throat> and uh, But that's how that came about. That's where the name came from, Practical Missions. And uh, years later, not in our own um, desiring, our own planning or plotting or anything, uh, it came about, we sensed the Lord put in our hearts to start a nonprofit and to uh, have a small little mission to help facilitate our call to church planning in Italy and focus on one particular task, not a variety of tasks, um, but the one task of seeing evangelism happen, people getting saved, disciples being made, and churches formed, elders trained, and then continuing on doing that for as long as we can. The Lord put it in our heart. We started a mission, and we wanted the name Practical Missions. That We thought that would work well. We already have the website. We can just switch it over, convert it, and, and use it for the benefits of the nonprofit, for the mission, and continue on. Unfortunately, some people, we don't even know who they are, and I don't even know if they know who they are, but... They took the name out in Pennsylvania, where we're registered uh, as a nonprofit. They took the name out as Practical Mission, something like some kind of shipping company or something like that. So it actually wasn't available. And here we are, we had to think of another name. We had to think of something new for this nonprofit as we're setting it up. And uh, so we tried about 30 different words, plugging them in, Practical Missions, you name it, we tried it. And then I look over at my son, his name is Cornelius. And I remember he's uh, in the Bible in Acts chapter 10 or 11. He was the guy, the first Roman convert to come to Christ. And he, with him, had a cohort. And I thought, huh, cohort, that's an interesting word. Not not many people use that. It comes from Italy, basically. Uh, Has a good definition to it, the idea of uh, uh, being a group of people united in one cause. Soldiers, warriors, the idea can fit for Christians as soldiers of Christ and we're a group of people gathered together. Hmm, that might work. Let's let's pray about it, think about it for a little while, and it just kind of started to stick. Practical Missions Cohort, PMC. And, and that's kind of how that came about. So here we are today, and um, things are just kicking off here towards the end of 2016. We'll begin taking on uh, financial donations starting in 2017. Um, we begin to uh, also... Uh, begin accepting uh, uh, new missionaries, short-term, long-term, interns, things like that. We're creating a variety of different opportunities for people to get involved, uh, either through their churches or uh, 
uh, sent by their churches or yeah, groups, individuals, things like that. And to get personally plugged in, you let your talents and skills be utilized here in the field, your God-given gifts, your spiritual gifts here in the field. And we have a variety of ways that we're setting up for that. So uh, perhaps in the next episode, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll share with you guys a little bit of the, the mission and the vision statement that we have for Practical Missions Cohort. And at the same time, we have uh, one thing I can share now uh, would be this This really kind of is the, <clears throat> the not, I guess you could call it like a slogan, uh, something uh, uh, that came to us and uh, we want to uh, dedicate it. And we've made a commitment to uh, to this type of approach where we're dedicated to one task and, and not getting distracted or caught up in secondary tasks. Uh, so one kind of slogan that we have uh, with Practical Missions Cohort, I'll share that today and then uh, we'll conclude and we'll continue uh, unfolding and sharing more of those opportunities and things like that in, in further episodes to come. Uh, but uh, the idea of being single-minded and focus, uh, single-minded single focus, we want to have that. We want to look to our task. Uh, when the other tasks come to us, we evaluate them, we consider, but we don't let them take us from our main task, our primary task, the thing that we know God has called us and made us to do, and that with the rest of our lifetime, we are to be about uh, all to God's glory. Uh, so we say this, we say, like Jesus, driven to his cross, so we drive ourselves to the singular task of the edification of new church bodies in Italy. And that's one sentence, but it actually says quite a lot, and there's multiple meanings there. So I just want to share a couple of those things, thoughts real quick as we close out today. Uh, but like Jesus driven to his cross, that has two meanings to it also. We read in scripture in the, in the Gospels that Jesus was determined. He was driven to get to his cross. They tried to tell him, don't go there, don't do this. He, he knew what he was called to do. He knew uh, what his purpose was, and he knew where he had to end up. He knew he was giving his life, laying it down. It wasn't going to be taken from him, but he was laying it down to save his people, uh, who he knew before the foundations of the world. He was driven to his cross. At the same time, the double meaning comes in here that he was literally driven to it, like nails driven to the cross. He was pinned on it, nailed to it. And so that's our idea here. And when we, we want to focus on uh, the single task of the edification of new church bodies, which includes evangelism, mostly evangelism, and disciple-making. And then forming them together, doing church, living church out, and training elders, native guys here, Italian guys, to become the leaders. Uh, so we focus on that task. That's it. We drive ourselves to it. We're determined to do that and that alone. At the same time, we drive ourselves to it, like Christ nailed on the cross, and we say... When other opportunities come along, and they usually do, most ministries I've seen, uh, good opportunities happen. They, it's just part of what we do, and we have a lot of connections and things. And But not every good opportunity is meant for you to do. Uh, we even see that in Paul, who uh, he said, not all good things are good for me, so I don't do them. Uh, same thing here as we live out this call to church planning that we have. Good opportunities will come, but we have to kind of say, well, my hands are full. I, I'm, I'm driven to my cross. I'm nailed to it. I know my call, I know my task, I'm driven to it. I'd like to help, but I can't. Uh, it doesn't mean we're rude or uh, not considerate of what other people are doing or not wanting to help them out, but we be cautious and very careful to stay focused on the one task that we have and to not get ourselves caught up and then start feeling good about doing other things and missing the main point that God has called us to do. Now, we each have individual callings and they all work together, but this is a slogan we have, something we're committed to. Like Jesus driven to his cross... We drive ourselves to the singular task of the edification of new church bodies in Italy. The last statement there is in Italy. Uh, a lot of times when you start a, 
uh, at least what I observe as I look around, when you start a nonprofit or a small mission or something like that, at least in the, from the United States, we have this mentality that uh, it's got to be this big, massive thing, and it's got to go all over the world. And I have nothing against that. I think there's, you know, obviously really great missions, uh, phenomenal, that go all over the world and have great things going on in every country and, and tremendous stuff. We wouldn't be having the impact as Christians in the world if not for companies or organizations like that. Uh, at the same time, no one says you have to do that. But it is often in a, a part of our culture in America, the mentality is when you start something, it has to be this massive giant thing and you got to go all over the world with it. Uh, in our task, uh, knowing church planting in general and uh, apostolic in particular style church planting in a country like Italy, I mean, um, we don't need to get involved in all other places. We need to focus on one task. There's so much work here to do in Italy. The need in Italy is so great. Uh, it would be wrong, in a sense, to think about going to other places and doing other things. Now, that doesn't say maybe years from now, uh, the approaches we use can be, you know, uh, copied and utilized in other places or, or manipulated to, to work in other lands also. But our, we have no desire, no intention to go, like, all over the world kind of thing or to be these world travelers or starting all over. Uh, that's just, uh, unfortunately, that's, yeah, I don't want to talk bad in any way, but that's, that's a tendency we have uh, in the States of, of doing these massive things. So... Not that uh, we measure massive by how broad we stretch or how far we go, but uh, the idea uh, <clears throat> we can focus on one task here, strictly in Italy. Uh, we don't want to go to other places. Uh, now, if the Lord opens the door in the future, we obviously we will consider it if, if that we're convinced that's what he would have us do or we would help others do similar things in different places. But we have no intent, is the point there, to focus on anything but Italy. We understand that 60 million people is a fair amount of people and there's very few reaching them today. There's great work to be done in Italy, and uh, we don't want to steer away from that in any way. So anyway, that's a little bit about the, the Practical Missions cohort name, how it came about, and a little bit of the slogan there, what what it is about, which, will, as I mentioned earlier, we'll unfold that a little bit also in, in another episode uh, about the mission statement, the vision statement, and a couple other things that uh, are the heart of uh, what this mission is about. Thanks for listening, guys. God bless. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.